I was in a store looking at a sale they had on, on some top-of-the-line running shoes. And an, an older fellow who was just a little bit shorter than me, he came up and he said, um, excuse me, do you think a man of your size ought to be running? <laughs> <laughs> This is the Hopper Podcast. I'm William. And I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. William is a hospice chaplain. We've been friends for over 20 years. For that amount of time, we've been having thoughtful, passionate, hospitable conversations about what is good and right and beautiful in the world. Each week, we pull an idea out of the Hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. So I was thinking about a conversation we had a few episodes ago. Which one? Um, we were talking about um, humility right? and how it seems to elude us all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was mentioning playing cards in Guatemala. Oh, yeah. Yes. You mean that time when you gloated? I did. Oh, you, you feel like winning tonight? And then we got destroyed, right? Yes, then, yes, then yes, we yes. Were, we were mocked for... Well, I was mocked, not her, but... Go back and uh, listen to that story. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> So I was thinking, you said, uh, yeah, and that hurt, I bet. And I said, well, you know, I took it in stride. And then I started thinking about types of pain. Yeah. So I was later pondering that. Because it, it although it hurt in the sense that I was, uh, I wanted to make good on my claim mm-hmm. to win, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, I like winning. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was a big a loss and that had its little sting you had been to it. winning all along all week, you yeah. really set up <laughs> was, to like you're going to keep winning and you're gloating and yeah, like and then, then you just got me, destroyed right? yeah. and so everyone was teasing you for for the whole ride home right and it's it it's a kind of pain yeah. that i think is similar to exercise mm. it's a good kind of pain mm-hmm. in other words it's not the pain that is injury you know mm. i've, I've been in athletics, and I know when I've hurt myself, mm-hmm. and you have to stop. Yeah. You've, you've been injured. Um, there's another kind of pain when your your muscles are burning like crazy, and it yeah. can it can be really intense. Yeah. You're really pushing yourself hard. Yeah. Or a coach is really pushing you hard. Yeah. And that kind of pain uh, makes your body stronger. Yeah. It you know causes the hypertrophy in your muscles to mm-hmm. make them bigger, and um, you know you're more able-bodied. You you raise your metabolism. You burn more fat. It's, yes. It's good for you. Yes. But it is pain. Yeah. And I think that example was similar, right? Mm. I'm I'm boasting about winning, and I I'm willing to take the abuse when I lose. And in a way, it's camaraderie, right? Mm-hmm. They love me enough to, to tease me in that way. They, they trust that I'm, I'll take it in good faith, and I did, and it was, it was in that way it was fun. And, but it, it also is a reminder, the, the, the stinging part of it is like, hey, maybe you shouldn't say stuff like that in the future. Yeah, <laughs> right, sure. Maybe you ought to learn some lessons. Yeah. Um, and I think that pain does that for us, and they're, they're there's suffering that really teaches us a lot. Mm. Um, I think it was, it may have been George MacDonald said this world is just the way it ought to be in terms of human suffering, that it would be unbearable if people didn't suffer, if they didn't learn to identify with others who yes. are hurting, if they didn't yes. learn the parameters of their bodies and of social etiquette. And yes. You know, pain is a great teacher. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, I equated this to exercise. I can remember coaches who were so strong, uh, who would yell in your face, mm-hmm. 
who are calling you to a higher standard than you would have given. Mm-hmm. I can remember one coach in particular who was known for running us in the ground in yeah. basketball. Yeah. And you start to really hurt. You're breathing heavy. Mm-hmm. Your legs are burning. Mm-hmm. And you want to lie down. You want to quit with everything in you. And he's saying, go, keep going, keep going. Yeah. And you get this, this pathetic look on your face. Mm-hmm. And you really do start to feel sorry for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then he yells out, stop feeling sorry for yourselves. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, he's right, you know, and I'm angry about that. And, I'm, and you, you, you buckle down and you yeah, try to get right, it done. And right. After a few weeks of this, you, you don't get tired in practice anymore. Right. It changes your, right. your constitution. You yeah. Know? And I was just thinking about how there's a, perhaps a plague or a, a epidemic, whatever you want to call it, of people that are afraid of pain. Yes. And pain is somehow always wrong. Right. And I think that, like C.S. Lewis wrote Men Without Chests, right? We're mm-hmm. gonna, society's going to create men without chests. Yeah. And then I started thinking about there are passages in the scripture where some of David's men are honored because they were they were studs. Yeah. They were real warriors. One guy mm-hmm. goes down in a lion's den and kills a lion. Right. You know, he was so trained for war. He was so battle ready that he could go and take on a beast in its own den. Yeah. And and now he's in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Forever. Right? For that. Yeah. As this guy who, who was a stud. Right. And we want we want to avoid the injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's right. We want we want to keep people from being injured. I don't want to injure anyone. I don't want to injure my children. Right. I don't want to exploit people. Sure. But man, we've got to we've got to move away from this idea that suffering or any hurt is bad. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, I have so many. You're exactly right. It it, it reminds me of the distinction between hurt and harm. Yeah. It's not wrong to hurt someone's feelings. It's wrong to harm them. Hmm. And to harm their feelings. Right. That's inappropriate. Um, and sometimes people's feelings need to be hurt. Correct. Um, and sometimes that distinction is difficult. I agree. But not always. Yeah. But not always. And so just because I'm uncomfortable or in pain doesn't mean that it, there's something wrong. When you talk about coaching um, and running, running all day, it reminds me a little bit of... Uh, the Carolina Tar Heels, uh, I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. the, the Tar Heels, and Roy Williams is the uh, coach there. He's been there for a long, long time, Hall of Fame coach, and they're you know one of the most winning uh, basketball teams of all time, going back to Dean Smith and such, and where Michael Jordan was on the team. And But their style of play has always been that they run like crazy, a super fast pace. Yeah. And so he runs those players... I mean, just constantly, constantly, especially the beginning of the season. And there are time trials, and if they don't, they go out to the to the quarter mile track. And if you know, uh, um, forwards have to make a certain time, and guards have to right. make a certain time. And if they don't, they don't play. And it's crazy fast. Uh, and he, but then what happens is they become champions, right? And they are often behind most of the game until, but they're running a fast pace. And they run the other team to where their other team is winded, and they're just fine. Right. And so they just keep running, and at the end of the game, they, they come from behind. That's almost all their wins, because that's how they do it. Right. And, it's, and they're all, they all want to play for him, and they all want to endure that hardship because of what it does for them. It changes them. Yeah. But it's painful, and it's horrible. Right. Right. 
And there, there are times in my life when I see, I can't tell the difference between the pain and the injury. Yeah. But I, I claim God's promises over that, that he is a wise and loving father. And what he puts me through, uh, at the very least, helps me identify with Christ, who had no reason to suffer, had no sin, yes. Yes. but suffered uh, for us. And that identity with him is, uh, there's something uh, wonderful about it. And Paul talks about it. Um, but I think more than that, I see his his discipline, his loving care. Uh, there are places where I I needed to change desperately. Yeah. There are other times when I've suffered real injury, and I can't see any reason other than someone just really sinned against me in a, yeah. in a very serious way. And yeah. Those are hard to come to terms with. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, society says what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, well, that's not exactly right. Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, go ahead. Well, yeah, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I mean, it, should, it, it doesn't take a whole lot of thinking to realize yeah. that's not true, <laughs> yeah. right? There yeah. are, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a hospice chaplain, and I see people all the time. Um, that are walking around, you know, my patients that are walking around, cutting the grass, you know, they're not running marathons, but they're, you know, they're moving slowly. They can, uh, and then they take a fall, yeah, break a hip, and then they're in the bed for the next six months before they die. Yeah. And I guess you can say it killed them, but no, it didn't kill them, and yeah. it certainly didn't make them stronger. It slowed everything down. And that's true. That can. It's not just hospice patients. Man, it's... People all over the place. Yeah, we have a whole industry trying to help people get over real trauma. Yeah. Uh, really significant life-changing things that have caused great harm. And uh, they're not stronger. They're hurting. And That's they right. need help. And we as society, we need, to, we need to stop doing that to people, but we need to help those who have suffered. And those people are not stronger because of what has been right. done to them. And I think that it is, it is an insult to say that they are. Right. But here's the thing. Um, that in the gospel, weakness is strength. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that spiritually speaking, in our spiritual beings, in our souls, uh, to the degree that we are weak and embrace that, then we are strong. Yeah. And that is a mystery. Mm-hmm. That is a mystery that is hard for me to understand. But yeah. what it means, I think... I'm still working this out, but I, I'm, I am working on it. What it means is that the things, when I am hurt by someone tremendously, yeah. injured, as you say, right. in the soul, it is an opportunity for me either to become bitter and defensive or to run to the Lord in weakness mm-hmm. and allow him to heal me. Uh, and in the process of healing me, he's healing me not only of the specific injury that has been done to my soul, to my heart, but also to uh, force me to rely on him more and more, which that is the weakness that is spiritual strength. Right. And so I wonder if there is such a thing as suffering that is necessarily harmful to the soul, hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. 
uh, I think all any suffering could be harmful to the soul if we use it as an opportunity for bitterness. Yeah. Um, I think of folks like Johnny Erickson Tata. Um, do you know her story? Yeah. Yeah, where she uh, suffered so much, you know, uh, but at uh, I'm sure there were ups and downs. I don't know her story that well. I know right. that she uh, had a diving accident when she was a teenager in the prime of her life, uh, I mean, in terms of optimism for the future, uh, had so much going for her that made her a quadriplegic so she can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, has feeling and can move from her neck up, and that's it. Um, and yet she has written so many books and has worked w- through that to become um, spiritually very, very powerful and very strong. Right. I wonder if that's if that could be everyone. Um, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking that we... We need to identify what kind of pain in our life is injury and what kind of pain is, is going to make us stronger. Yeah, um, I think that's difficult, but I think we can do it some more than we are, certainly with the younger generation. Certainly, yeah, absolutely. Consider that, that there's something that's going to toughen you up mm-hmm. or you're just going to stay kind of in, a, in a, some sort of infancy, some mm-hmm. sort of weakness mm-hmm. that isn't mm-hmm. the weakness you're talking about. Yeah. It's not driving you to Jesus. It's it's you're just you're failing to become tough enough for the things that you're going to have to deal with in this life. Life is hard. It's yeah, a challenge. Sure. And older you get, and you, the challenges get, the stakes get higher. Yeah. That. And you need to be. You need to have a faith, and you need to have a resiliency that's come through the fire, mm-hmm. through those trials. Mm-hmm. And um, so we we shouldn't be terrified of these things and avoid them always. Um, you know, and going back to coaching, I can remember young men who would roll their eyes at mm-hmm. me or mm-hmm. show some sort of disrespect or huff and puff. And I put the whole team on the line. Yeah. And I would run them. Good. And then the second we got off the line and they were, they were tired and I'd get back to practice, as soon as it happened again, I put them right back on the line. Yep, good. And I said, we're going to do this and as long as you want. As long as you're going to keep doing you're going to act like this, you're going you're gonna to run. Mm-hmm. And that also puts the pressure from the other teammates yeah, boy. onto that person yeah. to, to get in line and do what needs to happen. Because think about that, that young man's future. Mm-hmm. If there's always a complaint, there's always a whine, there's always a sigh and an eye mm-hmm. rolling. Imagine working uh, oh with my this gosh. person, right? Sounds horrible, yeah. Imagine being I, their boss. I have worked with those people. Right, right. Um, they need to learn that, that there are challenges. You're not going to die from this. Yeah. This is just a game, right? Yeah. We're playing a game, but you need to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And and when you embrace that and you just do the hard work and you take the suffering, you can become a champion. You can mm-hmm. become a real worker, a real productive mm-hmm. part of society. But you gotta you got to go through the suffering and not act like a, a baby about it. right. Right. Yeah. We live in a society now where if there is any sort of discomfort, then I need to sue somebody. Right. <laughs> right. right? To, <laughs> who's but, to blame for this? Who's to blame for this? Let me get rid of this suffering immediately. Right. Why can't we sue the weather people? I mean, when they get... <laughs> you know, they said gonna... it was going to be sunny today. Lawsuit. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, no, my, I... my shoes are ruined. Right. These are expensive yeah. leather shoes. I'm <laughs> suing the weather person. Yeah, yeah. No, it's but any sort of uh yeah, and and that's a I think it's a really dangerous way of thinking about about things. Yeah, it um yeah, anyway. So that's that. <laughs> Bring on the suffering. <laughs> I can't wait to exercise now. I just ran four miles again. You did? This afternoon, yeah. Just before we, we started talking. Yeah. Wow. 
That's impressive. I'm telling you, I, the last time I ran six miles, I was newly out of college mm -hmm. in my 20s. Yeah. And my knees both swelled up for hours and hours. And mm. I, I never ran that far again. Mm. Um, short distances, you know, I, I kept running for years, but um, I have not really done any running since I was probably 40. Yeah. Um, I just. It just hurts, <laughs> and and your knees are that way, and that's that's what it is. Yeah. But actually, running help, running on a regular basis if can help to prevent that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. for most for people. Some, yeah, for most. I remember going to buy some shoes. Now I buy really nice walking shoes. They're actually running shoes, mm -hmm. but I, I I spend I I yeah yeah I spend money on them. Oh, because it's worth my it. feet will hurt. It's worth yeah. it. And my knees and all that. I, I need to take care of them. Mm -hmm. But I was in a store looking at a sale they had on, on some top-of-the-line running shoes. And an, an older fellow who was just a little bit shorter than me, he came up and he said, um, Excuse me, do you think a man of your size ought to be running? <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, uh, are you talking about how tall I am or how thick I've gotten? Well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he, he's just referring to uh, being a, a big boy yeah. and the, the the pain it puts on your joints. And I said, "Oh, I I, I don't run anymore, sir. This this is for walking. I got to buy these kinds of shoes just to walk around." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does it hurt your joints to walk? It can. Yeah, it can. Now I walk enough, just mm -hmm. like you said earlier. Mm -hmm. That um, I, if I quit walking and, and started walking again, they would hurt. Yeah. Um, and I. Uh, I take a few supplements and things that I think help. Mm -hmm. um, some of that doesn't seem sure. to help, but others sure. seem to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, running is good for me. That helps for me tremendously to regulate my emotions and my thoughts and yeah. sleeping and all those things. Um, I'm a very slow runner, but uh, I ran a half marathon back in beginning of November, planning on doing another half marathon in November again. Um, run a few marathons, yeah. Um, I really enjoy it, and it's you know I listen to podcasts and you know that kind of thing. Get out running, and it's helpful. Hey, Dave, um, I'm curious where you went on your honeymoon. We went to the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We did, and uh, it, it was fun. It was beautiful. It, it, it was nice. I did snorkeling for the first time. My wife had grown up snorkeling. I had never been much of a snorkeler yeah. at all, so she was introducing me to that. It takes practice. It does. I, I just practiced in the shallows until I started sure. getting comfortable, and I was just swimming around and really enjoyed it. It's fun. It, it really is a, a wonderful thing. Um, I remember we went, we went snorkeling again. Several times. One time she was um, she was pregnant. Okay. And we were snorkeling uh, on the shore, and there wasn't much out there. Is this in the Bahamas? Uh, this was in Belize. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. And so, off of shore, there was a buoy that they the locals said was a mile. It didn't look that far away. It looked like it was pretty close. Okay. But they said the snorkeling out there was great. Okay. And so we got one of the sea kayaks. Mm -hmm. It sits on top of the water. Yeah. And uh, my wife was uh, was pregnant, so I did all the paddling. Sure. That's and, very chivalrous of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the wind was blowing towards shore, mm -hmm. and the waves were kept coming towards shore. And I, I felt like I paddled for an hour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. talk about suffering. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I get out to the That's buoy. weakness, yeah. I am exhausted. I'm sure. t- you know, I was probably, let's see, I was around 29, I think, when she was pregnant. Okay. We get out, and I tie to the buoy, and I collapse into the water. Yeah. And I swim around for all of, like, you know, a few minutes, and uh-huh. I realize I don't think I have the energy to keep swimming. Yeah. And I sure hope that I can get back to shore. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, and just as I'm as I'm thinking, this is it. I, I have no energy left. I see one of these, you know, three foot barracuda, and you know, <gasps> you know how they look at you. All the other fish are swimming around, minding their own business, but the the barracuda like eyeball you. I don't. I've never they, seen they one. They float next like to you that. and they give you the stink eye. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and their teeth are sticking out all snaggled. Uh-huh, right, right, like, right. Yeah, you're like, uh, am I in your way? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really tired right now. Is this your spot? <laughs> yeah. Don't make a pass at me here. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah, the locals were saying you can dive down and collect lobster and conch, and it's oh, about wow, yeah, it's about twelve feet deep. Okay, I was so tired. It's like I'm not diving at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so we we didn't stay out there very long. Did she dive? Um, well, she was she was boy with babies. Depends on how, yeah, it doesn't. Be, I don't know how pregnant <laughs> she was. We had two at once, so she was pretty oh, she was pre- with the pretty twins. pregnant. And yeah, her belly was yeah yeah. It was well showing. Um, okay. So it's like she had her own air bladder, like a fish there. <laughs> so she couldn't get down no matter what. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know just how buoyant a pregnant ba- uh, belly makes you. I have you, no idea. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one time when we, when Catherine and I went on vacation. Every anniversary that we've had, we go out of town somewhere for a trip at least overnight. And uh, when we were in seminary, that was difficult because I, I wasn't making any money. In fact, I was spending a whole bunch of money to take classes, right? Yeah. And so Catherine was working at the airport, and we didn't have much money. So um, her boss, who owned the the uh, aviation company, said, oh, yeah, we got a lake house, um, and go ahead and, and go ahead and use that. Okay. So a lake house in Missouri, right? So that's a big deal. And so we know, neither of us grew up on the lake. We don't know much right. about it, but we went there in this little lake, little vacation town, you know, where ninety percent of the the real estate is vacation rentals like this. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a rental; they owned it. But so we went, and they said uh, they had told us what to do is their house. You know, they didn't rent it out; it was just their family house. And so they told us that there was. Um, uh, I don't even know what the word is—a sea do, a, a, yeah, a, yeah. a, a, jet, a jet ski, ski something yeah. like that—that mm-hmm. that was parked in the. Oh, yeah, those are fun. Yeah, so they said, "Yeah, just just go out there and have a great time on a lake." Great. We've never done that before, uh-huh. and you know we're up for some adventure. Okay, sounds good. So we went down there. We have no idea what we're doing. Either one of us. They didn't give us much instructions. They right. just said, "You'll figure it out. It's fine. It's like a car. You take a key. Yeah. There's the key is in there. You turn it Start on. It's up. fine. Start it up and go." So we went down there, and there's some bigger boats that are nearby, and then a whole row of these jet skis or whatever. We found the right one. One of the guy, well, some guy is working cleaning his boat or something. It's a um, not a yacht, but it's a smaller version. Of, I don't know what that yeah. a mini yacht or something. It's small, but it's yeah. a, a couple like two decks or something. She you sure go down was low. yar. That's it. Anyway, so we get on there and we're trying to start it up and it won't start. It's just yeah. and uh, you know I, I don't stuff that I don't really know about makes me uncomfortable. So sure. I'm like, I, okay, let's just go back and we'll we're gonna watch some TV or go out to eat right. or something. But Catherine's more up for adventure. She's like, no, we can get this started. 
the guy uh, who was watching and laughing at us, because we're, you know, there's two of us sitting there on it, and we we undid it from the, so we're floating out into, away from the dock, <laughs> trying to start this thing, okay, right? Yeah. And so he said, no, you gotta, you gotta uh, pump it with oil or so. I forget what, there's another yeah, step yeah. to it that they didn't uh-huh. tell us. So, and Catherine knows about engines. She did that piece of it. She primed the whatever, and then we started up, and then it started. Okay, so then we're taking off, and we go. Turns out it's one of the biggest lake days of the year. Uh, uh, we went on a weekend, and it's like race day. And so, like, there's oh, wakes. Right. Uh, these racing boats are coming by. And so we just hug the shore going along. And, and you know, then there's all these little inlets and stuff. And uh, we couldn't uh, – like, we were getting lost. And, but we were going up and down and up and down from all these wakes. Right. It was It was not that fun, actually. It was not that pleasant. Yeah. And so we, we're trying to get get a handle on it. Um, and so then uh, the police boat comes up and flags us down and says, what are y'all doing? We're uh, like, we don't know. <laughs> we clearly don't know. <laughs> we obviously don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and, and so the police officer says, you got to wear life jackets. Well, we hadn't put life jackets on. We didn't know. No one yeah. else has got life jackets on because they're on boats. No, we I didn't see, see too many jet skis yeah. out, right? So they're like, we don't know where the... They, he said, you got to put your life jackets on. Like, oh, we don't know where the life jackets are. They were back in the house. Yeah. They didn't tell us that that's the law. Yeah. And so he said, and we're like, we don't know what we're doing. We're sorry, officer. Where, you know, and he said, where are you from? And uh, it's around there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we don't know. We can't find it. <laughs> we don't know. Now the engine won't start again. <laughs> it's my first day. <laughs> And so he said. He said, "We're going to follow you back to your, to your you know, go slow." And I, yeah. we didn't know what, we're going slow anyway. And so I'm sure they were frustrated by how slow we were yeah. going. But it's, so they got back there. We parked it. And he took our driver's license. You know, like you're not. This is a, you can't do this. It's against the law. I should be giving you a fine right now. But it's obvious that you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and so ne- you need, go get your life jackets and then come back and you can go out. And uh, we left you off on the warning. And I and I was thinking about this all the way back. I I said to him, I said, uh, yeah, we. This was not that fun. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why people do this, and so we're not gonna we're not gonna do this again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, oh, man. You know, this is a guy I'm yeah. sure who grew up there and he loves 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 the lake. And yeah. I, I think I insulted him, but. Well, I've had a lot of fun with with those. Have you? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, when I've had access to them, I mean, yeah. they're expensive and I see. Yeah, yeah, but um, they're enjoyable. There's a lake near our house, and every time the kids would swim in it, they get pink eye. So, no, what? Yeah, it's like I think one time they got strep throat. There's raw sewage you in there or something. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on in this lake? Okay, um, let me tell you. That is why I'm not a lake person. Uh huh. I, I like the beach and I love pools. I yeah. love swimming. I love swimming in pools. Some good old fashioned chlorine. Beach is okay, but like a lake, <laughs> just like I am not not interested. I've seen some really large snakes in lakes. Oh, see, that's exactly yeah. it. They tend to leave you alone, but I've seen some real big ones. Oh man, that and fish and the slimy bottom and stuff and like yeah, yeah you can't see. Yeah, that just like yeah. nope, nope, nope. I was at a dock one time in a lake and I cut my knee ah. on something sharp and under the water, and then as I was trying to look at my knee, I stepped on it and it punctured the bottom of my foot. Ah. And then as I was trying to pull myself up on the dock, 
there was a nail sticking out of the board <gasps> that caught the rip in my knee. Oh my goodness! And I couldn't get my knee off the nail, and I finally no. got you know I'm trying to hold myself there, and I got my the nail out of my leg, and then I I went to the to the hospital to get some stitches. Yeah. And uh, worse than all of that, they stuck a Novocaine shot right in the arch of my foot. <gasps> And I uh, couldn't keep my leg still. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't control my leg. It started flailing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was that was fun. Okay. So I'm never going in a lake again. Yeah. <laughs> I probably yeah. wasn't anyway. But I mean, that's... Yeah. I just... The rest of my family, my brother loves lakes. He loves lakes. He loves the lake life. And yeah. I'm just... Nope. 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 That's not for me. Well, yeah. Not anymore. You know yourself. I, yep. That's right. That's right. Pools. I love pools. There we yeah. go. Thank you for listening to the Hopper Podcast. What do we miss? What do we get wrong? What ideas should we put in the Hopper? You can write us or send us a voicemail at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an issue. And if you like it, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so that more people can find the Hopper Podcast.